Okay, here we go. My, my sweater looks a little. Oh, is that the signal, Joan? Are we live? Live. <laughs> it's a program Joan and I have been doing called Out of This World, where usually we talk to beings, interdimensional beings, uh, beings that claim to be from other planets. But this time we're really going dimensionally. And uh, Joan of Angels, if you don't know her, she is an oracle of ancient wisdom. She taps into the angelic realm and she's an incredible artist. And we've been partnering in a bunch of different events, including this Out of This World show. And you're going to introduce me a little bit? Yes. And so I want everyone to meet my co-host, Alan, who mm -hmm. actually now he He's in New Realities TV. So I suppose when you are out of this world, one of the first things you experience is a new reality. And Alan actually specializes on teaching people and speaking to and interviewing people who exhibit new realities, not just in this dimensional plane, but out in the galactic field. So mm -hmm. you may have all heard of Alan Steinfeld. He's my co-host. Mm -hmm. He's my co-host because we both come from the same neck of the woods. It turned out right. we had the same funny sense of humor. So we're really happy right. to be doing but, the show tonight. But we, what? And we I was just going to say, go ahead, you finish. Okay, so guys, we are traveling around with Neil Portal to Ascension, and we are really offering to you guys an array of wonderful, exciting events, including, but not limited to, San Diego Conference, right? Mm -hmm. San Diego Conference, uh, April 21st to the 23rd, Linda Moulton Howe, Adam Apollo, lots of big names in the consciousness, uh, interdimensional field, um, ET connections. So that's one thing. We're going to Glastonbury for a portal to Ascension. And at the end of the year, we're doing a great Egyptian tour. So right. that's just a little commercial, but let's bring the guest in and then we can talk about more after because I want to say. Well, what do you want to tell everyone about our guest? We have well, this is not this is guys. not just out of this world. A seal really brings in a whole other dimensional quality of awareness and he brings in these masters that are activating people, opening up to their own divinity. And I think that's what's so valuable about a seal's work because I, I I've been hosting it on new realities for the last year and I've gotten lots of views, lots of great feedback. We saw him at the expo, but you never know what's going to come through him. That's why I really enjoy about a seal's work. So should we bring him on Joan? Well, let's bring him on. I was really privileged. He, he sent me an invitation to come and meet him. Oh. And so I was really I, I had to. It was, first of all, it's the only invitation of its kind that I've received at the expo. And it came from a seal who everyone seemed to know. And so, a seal, we are really happy to have you on the show today. Mm, it is truly my honor. You guys are kind of like <laughs> such known personalities in this world that we are in. And especially with Conscious Life Expo and, mm -hmm. and the work that you're doing in the world, you have been in some ways pioneers for us youngsters. I'll consider myself still considerably young in that way. You're still young. I'm not saying you're old, but you have been pioneers. You've been doing this for much longer than I have. Yeah. And it's kind of like we are, you know, we're standing on your shoulders. So mm -hmm. it is a true honor to like see the work that you have done opened minds of many, many people. And here we come 
being able to step into that and serve together. That's you know, really nice of you to say that. I mean, I think, yeah, Joan and I have been at the party for a couple of years now because it is like a big family gathering where we get to exchange information and uplift each other's consciousness. So, right, Joan, wouldn't you say that coming well, together at the expo? We are the volunteers that Dolores Cannon talks about, first of all. Yes. You know, the, the ones that first brought in this new information of ascension and consciousness and awakening. And I guess you're saying you're the generation after us. <laughs> in some ways. I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> In some ways, and I think there is even a generation after me, right? There so there is yeah. like there is consistent new generations, mm -hmm. and they have slightly different approaches. And the better mm -hmm. the pathways are established for the general public, the easier it is for the next generation to tap into it and serve in their best possible way. So, right. so you guys had it the hardest in some ways. Well, there was a generation before us, though. There were the sure. 60s revolution. Sure. There were the, the Edgar Cayce in the 20s and 30s, yep. Madame Blavatsky in the 1890s. There, there's been waves. I can't so, even imagine what they had to do to talk to people about this work. You well, know? It, you know, a it, lot of people were interested in spiritual, you know, in spiritualism yeah. and in, yeah. the, in the mediumship and seances and, and, they, they were actually very fascinated, I think, by a lot of that, much more open about it than they are nowadays. Well, now it's coming around again, yeah. but I, I think there was an interesting time back then. Right. And, you know, when I wanted you, I want you to tell your story for people who don't know you a little bit. So when did you jump in the pool and join the, the okay. Ascension crowd, ACL? I think it was around, around 3,000 years ago. Okay. <laughs> yes. Now we to my own heart. Let's start at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah a couple of lifetimes. Um, I have these memories of a past life where I lived alongside and worked with Zoroaster as part of mm. that lineage and accessing these angelic realms and connecting and my soul recognizing the reason of my presence on earth and saying, okay, now I'm ready to make that agreement to serve humanity. And them saying, well, it's going to take another 3000 years for this to be ready. So you'll keep reincarnating into as many spiritual lineages as possible to gather as much knowledge and preparation as possible to serve at the time when the time is right. <laughs> right, right, right. I love that so, you have those memories. You, you, you have those memories as an ancient initiate, would you say? Part of the mystery school traditions? Is that yes. what you go? Okay. Yes, I do. And I have memories living a life as a rabbi in Jerusalem. I have memories living a Native American lives, many of them. I have memories of Atlantis. I have, you know, there is like so many of them. It's impossible to actually even, you know, put it together or identify with it because there's just so many. Right. But when did you start to have the, were these all part of your awakening or ha has that been recent? Like, did you know this as a child growing up? You know, I've had very interesting uh, experience as a child, I would see non-material beings and would freak pretty much everyone in my family out. And they mm -hmm. would convince me there is nothing and so on and so forth. 
And because people are generally afraid of non-material existence, anything that yeah. they don't have access to, and there's too many stories of fear, right, in, ingrained in humanity. And I remember having these experiences, like as a four-year-old riding my bicycle on my grandmother's farm and stopping and looking at my hands and thinking, oh, I'm in this machine, I'm operating this machine, it's not me, and I'm looking out of these eyes, but that's also not me. It's only a temporary machine I'm operating. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I told this to, as a four-year-old to my cousins, and they thought, <laughs> I'm just like this out-of-this-world, you know, <laughs> space cadet. <laughs> right. So these kind of but memories are plenty, and only in my 20s, I started to venture into more deeper spirituality, and I started to have remembrance of these past lives and a deeper inquiry, personally. But it's very deep that you go. Joan, when you, start, when you see a SEAL channel, he is deep, deep in that. I mean, something takes over a whole other force. And when did you drop into that level of, of connection? That was about seven years ago. Oh. That was about seven years ago when I, I used to um, hold retreats. I used to um, guide people into deeper states of presence and meditations. And I started to get myself into planes of existence that I had never experienced before. And I'm talking about light beings. I'm talking about worlds that were pure and in order and super high frequency. Mm. And I thought wow, like, is this my imagination? But if it's my imagination, how is it that I'm coming back to the same places and I'm witnessing these light beings? And at some point, they started to converse with me and I would have conversations just like you and I are having. Mm -hmm. And they would, they said on this first uh, meeting, <laughs> and there's like all these light beings feeling like almost very bluish uh, light um, I called them at the time we did, because I didn't have any context. I called them blue Buddhas but, because they felt like Buddhas to me. <laughs> and then I had this conversation. The first one said, my name is Emmanuel. And everything that you've done in your life and in the lives that you've lived has brought you to this place of readiness. And now we can work with you. But it's going to require to let go of all the traditions and all the knowledge that you've accumulated so we can build on a new slate on top mm -hmm. of your vessel, mm -hmm. an instrument for their work. And I said, well, what's your work? Like, what is your plan? And they said, humanity is going through a great awakening process. And we are returning to intervene in a much deeper way than we have been. I said, okay, that sounds like a big plan. Are you sure you've got the right guy? <laughs> <laughs> now, why did you say that? You know, why did I say that? Because, first of all, it sounded like this is a huge plan. It sounds like a lot of responsibility. And I'm not sure if I'm equipped to hold that responsibility or that power, mm -hmm. right? And so I said, all right, I'll do what you guys are telling me to do in terms of preparation. Because they said, in order for us to fully work through you, your vessel has to be prepared. 
energetically, mentally, emotionally, physically, you have to be prepared. Otherwise, the energies that we're bringing through you won't, will destabilize you. Like you won't be able to hold it in a good way. I said, okay. And, and what did they do to prepare you physically for this? Mm. Like what was that preparation about? It was quite rigorous. And uh, to some degree, you know, I would say they were like my personal trainers towards spiritual um, athleticism, if, if there is a word for that. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it included pretty much um, regular waking up before the sunrise, running around the mountain to greet the sun as it was rising, changing my diet completely, consistent meditations up to five, six, half an hour to hour meditations during the day, pretty much a short break, rest, and then go back into the process of meditation. It included lots of breathing techniques, very similar to the ancient um, yogic breathing techniques. And, and then eventually I was able to accumulate more and more life force in my being, which allowed my consciousness to go up further, to connect with them much easier, and for them to enter my physical vessel and embody. And they carry a certain voltage, let's say it that way, right? In my mm. experience, they carry a certain uh, frequency and that frequency has a certain power. I call it voltage, <laughs> for lack mm. of better words. And that voltage feels a bit like they can modulate it so they can enter me at a different level of voltage depending on what's needed. Mm. The stronger my vessel is, the more attuned I am, the better they can plug into it. If my mm -hmm. vessel is not on that level that they're entering with, I'll be fried. Right? So you, you had to prepare your vibration, but now has it increased the, the field? Have you, are you holding more energy now? As Absolutely. So in the beginning, you know, the preparation was, okay, you're going to hold sessions for 10 people, 15 mm -hmm. people. We're going to prepare you to hold a session for 100 people. We're going to prepare you for 500 people. This mm -hmm. process, this upgrade process for three months is going to prepare you to hold a session for 1,000 people. This session is going to prepare you for 5,000 people and so on. So there was consistent upgrade processes where I would have to unplug myself from society and mm -hmm. the normal human life to prepare for this next milestone that they had in store for me. Mm. How exciting. Yeah. You right? Right. I'm an engineer by training, you know, an engineer scientist. So I'm looking right. at it and I'm like, this is incredibly fascinating. Like, even if it's a figment of my imagination, which I don't think it is, it is mm -hmm. super interesting. But it's a, tra it's a training program for high initiation and transformation, yeah. which clearly you said yes to. Mm -hmm. And I know I heard you talk about being in that alignment in order to even receive or tap into and receive that kind of information. So seven years now you've been building this energy, like it's growing inside you in a sense, it's expanding your field. And what kind of information are you bringing through? I mean, I've heard some of it, but how would you describe it? I would say the information varies. Um, based on who is the group that's receiving it, right? Mm -hmm. So 
um, overall, the information is humanity is going through a major awakening process, um, and they call it the ascension process of humanity. They say this evolutionary process is kind of the maturation of a collective consciousness at its final stage of maturation from a physical perspective. Then what happens, though? A final stage of what and then what? <laughs> Alan always has got the good questions. <laughs> final stage, it sounds a little yeah. extreme, yeah. So the way they explain it to me is that consciousness is seeded at different places across the universe. The universe is a creation um, the Elohim were architects of this creation, mm-hmm. of the space-time construct, of this universal duality to seed consciousness at different places and watch how it unfolds and how it grows. And the physical experience in a form, in this case the human form, was a necessary piece for consciousness to come to its first growth stage, Um, basically discovering itself, discovering reality, discovering the, what they consider like the self-realization of a collective consciousness. So as a consciousness, we're evolving. And the physical experience will at some point be complete So it's not forever that humanity will exist in physical form. It is a stage of existence. And I'm not sure if this like correlates with some of the things that you hear or that you have heard or you have known. I think ascension wave, it's the ascension wave I think you're talking about. I mean, some people have called it that. Yes. Yes. So So I think there are many Uh, forms of existence for consciousness. Some of it is physical and some of it is non-physical, non-material. And I do believe from what they have said that many forms started off physical first and evolved into non-material beings like the many uh, galactic uh, friends that we have. Some of them don't carry physical form anymore. Right? Mm-hmm. Or some yeah. of them are still in this in-between. They can switch back and forth between physical and non-physical form, which is also yeah. fascinating. We are in the early stages of learning what's beyond the physical form for us. Yes. No, it's exciting. Um, so, Joan, um, should we be activated? Are you... Are, are you- <laughs> I, well, I'd love to. Who would turn down being activated, Ellen? The question is: Is are we ready to be activated? And well, um, and, I, and of course, I'm ready to be activated. You know, Asil, when you invited me to come to meet with you and your and your team, I didn't actually know who you were, and mm. but I said, oh, I'm just going to go and see because they were kind enough to invite me, and and when I came down, and then so so. And then I was really blown away by some of the videos on your channel mm-hmm. and the way that they've been aligned. There's something that <clears throat> it's very reassuring as if you're actually creating a foundation for people to move through 
this information, which also sounds exactly how they laid it out with you, that, that there's an organized sense. Like, can we talk about how we move through these different kinds of levels of mm -hmm. spiritual growth then? Yeah. So I think one of the main pieces that is currently happening is that the energy levels are rising on this earthly plane and on the plane that we are existing. And as the energy rises, there is a significantly more life force available to us. But we have to prepare ourselves to find the greater alignment that we can in order to utilize that energy. Otherwise, it's just going to create more chaos inside and outside. And if we can receive that energy, we can direct it with alignment. And so they're mm. basically saying the evolution of the individual is the key to the evolution of the collective. It's not yeah. just going to be done by an external force for us. It's right. truly our work. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. they will support us. They will guide us. And they will provide assistance for those that choose this path. Well, you bring through more than one being. You bring through Raphael, Emmanuel. I mean, what's the difference? They're all from the same place in a way, right? I mean, but can you make a distinction between one being and the next? Yeah, so there definitely is, interesting enough, there is a bit of a hierarchy up there. Oh. So there is a really, uh, in terms of roles, in terms of... Um, power and authorization. Now, that's not the same way we perceive hierarchy in like human society. It's very different. And the way I perceive, for example, Emmanuel, he is a bit to me an ambassador. He is an, a spokesperson between these realms. And so he'll answer questions. Uh, he has lived human lives. He has chosen to incarnate, to experience the human form, to have a better understanding and identity identity with uh, identification with the human challenges that we're facing. And then there is the archangelic forms like Raphael, Michael. And when they come through, it's very specific to a purpose. So mm. Raphael comes through to do very particular types of healings, especially very challenging uh, misalignments he'll deal with. Michael will come through if there is very strong forces of duality at play. So, for mm. example, when I go to do clearings at um, sacred sites or sites of global trauma, Michael will do a lot of that work. Mm. And more recently, in the last probably like year and a half or so, it's been mostly the Elohim because I've been able to build my vessel enough to hold the energy of the Elohim and what they're saying and the work that they're doing. And mm. what the way that I experience them is like they are this incredible collective with a unified voice. And there is an intrinsic reverence and frequency about them. And that's been, yeah, like this, this pure non-dual voice of such a high existence. Uh, it sometimes is mind-blowing for me as I'm like, reading these transcripts myself, the things that I, yeah. I'm like, did I really say, did this really come out of me? <laughs> there is like this um, wonder that I have sometimes like a child. Mm. Well, 
I think that's a great introduction. I wonder who we'll get today. Well, are we are we going to go into some sort of a... It's up to you. Well, I think there's a few more questions John wants to ask. Just sure, we get, of course. Um, well, first of all, I love this comment um, from my point of blue. I'm new to listening. Activate me. So people who are new to you actually are getting... Um, the feeling. Guys, we want to welcome you to the show. I see a lot of friends here. Regina, Stone Hobbit, Francine, um, Joanne. If I don't mention your name, it's my eyesight. But before we get to the channeling, Asil, mm -hmm. I do have a few questions. So when it happened a few years ago then, then they said you're going to completely shift into this new way of being. Did you have any resistance? Was it challenging? Or, um, and also, it seems to me, as I'm tuning into you, that these are not beings that are new to you, right? These are beings, I feel like you've walked with them on the planet many mm -hmm. lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, I have that sense. It's like, oh, I must have been to a lot of your transmissions because I can, I can feel them. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that, that this is a tribe that's been here forever, Mm -hmm. In a sense, working with you and others, us like you. Absolutely. They have been, since the inception and the seeding of humanity, they have been involved in supporting humanity in various ways, in many different lineages, many different spiritual directions. And, and they had different names, like humans gave them different names, uh, according to their tradition and describe them in the ways they understood this connection to be. But it is true that many times that we come back and we utilize the allies we have, the connections we already we have, the frequencies we already hold, they're the first ones to open up. And um, in that sense, in my first experience with them, I, ha I was skeptical because I'm in generally a skeptical person, right? Um, and I thought, well, this is maybe, you know, it's like a one-time thing. Maybe it won't like happen again. Who knows? But the consistency built trust. So they kept on coming back. They kept all their promises. And the delivery was almost impeccable. Like I could not find any loopholes, even though my skeptical mind would, would go into like debates with them. I'm like, but what about this? And what about this? So I had these arguments with these angelic beings as I'm going through this process. And a part of me really experienced challenges as well, Joan. It was sometimes feeling like, you know, am I losing my mind? Like, am I going to, who am I going to become as I'm going venturing on this path? People that love me, will they still recognize me as the one that they've, learn to love mm. right and yeah it was you know there was a bit of a fear of acceptance like how is this going to be taken by you know my family or my friends or the business world that I was in you know immersed in like they're gonna they're gonna judge me the way I've been judging spiritual people mm. You know, <laughs> well, well, how well, did your family I, take it? I mean, how what was their reaction? Because it's quite extreme. Yeah, you know, it was um, it was surprisingly easy. Even though 
you know, my parents don't have a strong spiritual background and definitely not a religious background. So in that sense, it was interesting for them to experience the impact this work is having on so many people's lives. So it was mm-hmm. becoming an undeniable thing for them to say, wow, if there is so many people receiving the benefits of this, then there must be something to it. Maybe he is not totally crazy. (laughs) So they truly embraced the path that I had chosen. They've seen how happy and aligned and fulfilled I was on this journey, comparatively to being successful in the business world and not being happy, Mm. right? And I think ultimately a parent wants to see their kids happy. Alive. I think they knew you were special and that you had this gift and they they saw it all along in your eyes. I really do. I can feel mm. that they knew that there was something unique and different about you yeah. and they were willing to embrace it. And, you know, I want to talk about that for a second, because when I took the name Joan of Angels, I was named Joan of Angels. I, I would never have had the audacity to stand up and go, I'm Joan of Angels. And it took me seven years to step into the to be trained to carry that even title or that authority, that energy. And I remember the first thing my daughter said to me is, mom, do you have to tell anyone your name? Can't you tell them you're Dr. Hangarter? What is wrong with, and and my immediate family not taking it so well, being out with a mom who publicly said, well, I'm Joan of Angels. So it's not such an easy thing in a certain way to Mm -hmm. take on. You have to really feel it. And, and, I, and I get the training that it mm. takes, yes. Mm. Thank you, John. I do feel Yes, I was thinking about that, Joan, when I asked him the question about his family. I was thinking about what your daughter said to you. And, uh, <laughs> she does the classic family move. She goes like this, which means do not say a thing. Be quiet. <laughs> no one is to talk. <laughs> I'm going on, I'm Joan of Angels. Anyway, but... But to be able to embrace who you are on all levels is really actually very, very important. Even as we wake up and people have this awakening experience, it shocks their family. Yes. If you're here listening and you're having an awakening and you're beginning to see the presence of your angels and guides and tap into it, but you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to, it's probably because you don't have anyone on the 3D realm who can really understand what you are going through this is a, a fifth dimensional and higher mm-hmm. event mm-hmm. well you know like like a seal said we're sort of leading the way and it does kind of sta- take standing up and being a lone voice in the wind and maybe people hear you maybe people don't but there's a there's a momentum happening within this subculture and and the expo that we all were at was the best ever so there's something happening that's satisfying for all all of what we're trying to accomplish here would you say Asiel are you getting that feeling that there's a momentum here oh most certainly there's definitely a strong momentum and I feel like the, uh, this awakening wave is just going to get stronger and stronger. I see millions of people popping like popcorn all around yeah. the world. And it's just going to be really interesting to see 
how are we as a society and as a collective fair with this mass awakening that's happening? Popping like popcorn. That's right. I just love it. Popping like popcorn as we watch the movie uh, <laughs> of our lives unfold. Unfolding. And, and yes, we, we are popping into. like popcorn. So do you have any guides that you like? Do you ever request to see certain guides or do they actually direct the whole show? So the way I experience uh, my vessel is I'm an established interface to what I consider the channel. And in that channel or to that channel, only specific uh, beings have access to. It's like very highly guarded and, you know, held in a very safe way uh, for my safety as well as for everyone else that's receiving. Right. So the decisions, what beings or which being can speak or work through me is made above. They choose. I just have to make sure I'm present and ready and set the intention. I can make requests. I can say, I'd like to have a conversation with so-and-so. <laughs> and I can say like, oh, I feel like we're going to need Michael here. And, you know, and they'll make sure that uh, he's available for embodiment and for working for me. Now, do you do mainly private sessions or now are all your sessions 50, 100, 500, 1,000, like big channeled transmissions? Pretty much all my work is um, big groups. And the reason is because of the vision that I'm consistently being given of this mass awakening of humanity. The more people we can activate together, the better it is. And it's been a really interesting journey because obviously I have a lot of requests for private sessions. I just don't have enough time in the day to do everything we're doing as a nonprofit organization to hold all of these uh, retreats and sessions and courses and workshops. And the impact, you know, everyone has a different approach. And I think all approaches together make this collective work that we are doing. And my particular role plays the role of the, you know, bigger groups and lifting as a group, as a collective, as a community into these high frequency states. Do you see yourself as a guru or like are people putting you on a pedestal? I mean, people will do whatever they're going to do, right? So I just have to consistently uh, break the pedestal and like destroy it every time I feel it. Uh, I definitely don't want to be anyone's guru uh, nor anyone's master um, because I feel like this the old paradigm of guru, student, guru, disciple is, is a paradigm that has worked to some degree to, in, in, to, for us to become who we are today. And I do believe right. that we're, coming, we're entering a new stage. We're entering a new phase of existence. And anything that is in an energy of codependency Anything that's in an energy of, oh, I'll do it for you and you'll stick with me as a result of that is, it's old energy and it's actually disempowering. It's the opposite mm -hmm. of what the guides are trying to do. 
to empower right. every single individual to become their own masters, their own gurus. Right. And, and that's what's so great about channeling. When I saw my first channel that he said, I'm not a guru. You follow me when I leave this place. But this person, meaning the channel doesn't want people to follow. But if you want to follow me, follow me into the unseen realms and to the ascended realms. That was well what Russ well said years ago. I would love to hear what you want, what your guides want yes. to bring to us. Yes, they have, they have an activation or a message for us because, you know, there's so much happening on the planet. People are disturbed. It's one thing to talk about spiritual awakening and ascension while there's train wrecks over here and something happened over here and there's fear here and fear here. Like, how do we maintain that? Do they have messages for us for the days, for these days ahead of us? Mm-hmm. Are you ready, Joan? It's very intense, this process. I don't know how intense, but it's really dramatic in an in a energetic way you can feel feel the shift of frequency in his body so i can feel it as we've been talking this whole okay this whole interview has just been words getting used to the energy that i i can tell is coming through and i just needed more time to to get within this group so oh yes and here it is will we be channeling today right now francine right now all right, grab your friends, guys. Because this is. Do you want to talk great. about your process a little bit, like sure. how you do what you do? Because I always find that fascinating. So, basically, the moment I close my eyes and I set my intention that I'm ready as a vessel, then my body starts specifically in the lower parts of my belly. It starts contractions, and that turns into a faster breathing. And the energy starts to accumulate in my, in my belly and it starts to circulate in my entire system and to a point where there's enough energy for my consciousness to expand and for them to connect and then enter my body. And when they do, um, you might actually see that with, you know, my body is for a moment, I'm just like, you know. Yeah. Um, like a sack of potatoes, (laughs) just like limp. And then suddenly it's like this connection and it's like I enter into mudras and there is like a very gentle and soft uh, energy that speaks and moves slowly. So that's basically the conversion point to embodiment. Beautiful. And it's beautiful. So, okay. I think where seatbelts are fastened and thank you, Asil.
Greetings. My name is Emmanuel. Your choice to live this human form is a choice you have made as a soul. The soul container that derives from many different seedings of consciousness is the one that chooses the many different forms that are available. You have chosen the human form this time and many times before. And the human form itself is a unique journey among the many different physical forms that exist in this reality. The human form requires for the soul to forget. It requires for the soul to start anew, for learnings to emerge, for circumstances to provide opportunities for learning again and again. The continuation through many lifetimes of these learnings some of your lineages called karma. Yet it is truly a continuation towards the self-realization of an individual. The continued self-realization of a soul container supporting the evolution of consciousness in human form. You represent, in the human form, human consciousness as a collective. Despite the origins of your soul container, this human form is your origin today. The experience of being human will be foreign to some of you. The experience of this earth will be foreign to some of you. Yet if you truly surrender to the form itself and to the way this earth provides for you, you will find a home in this current lifetime, in this current existence. And some of you will notice the human form to be restricted and limited. Some of you will remember the many lifetimes you have lived in human form and other forms. Some of you will bring connections, support, and doorways open to other previous and concurrent lifetimes you live and you have lived. Yet in this very moment, your present awareness is focused in this incarnation. The human that you are, the personality and identity that you have assumed, the growth processes that you're experiencing and the consistent support of this reality for your awakening, for your evolution, 
for your self-realization. You may feel challenged at times by life itself as well as the human form itself. The complexity and the intensity of the human emotional system, the complexities of perspective, projection, identification, and ego, the complexities of operating a human vessel. the complexities of relationship, all aspects as well as the human condition itself to learn through mistakes and through challenge will bring forth circumstances and situations, conflict, duality, polarization, has always been part of the human experience. And this challenge in itself is the journey to self-realization, to understanding the gift of the human form, to understanding the connection of all of existence, to understanding that you and the others are all part of the same consciousness. You will learn, and at times you will learn through challenge, discovering the opportunity of realization within each challenge. At times you will learn through mistakes, discovering that every mistake brings forth a realization and the potential for growth. In this journey of evolution, humanity will find itself in a great process of awakening transformation, the state that you're currently in will require all of you to look more closely at yourself, at your relationships, at your mind, your heart, and the way you have established this physical form of yours. It will require you to look at the constructs of society that you have established. You will develop new constructs, new leadership, new forms of societies and communities. You will operate and choose your creations based on a greater alignment within. Values that emerge from within you, from within your alignment. Values of collective evolution. Values of love. Values of respect and honor. Of reverence for life itself. This earth itself 
and this human form itself. And as you have found the greatest love for yourself, you will have found the greatest love for all others. Thank you for listening to my words. I will now answer some of your questions. Hmm. The question I have is, um, we're reaching a critical phase, it seems like, to reach to go to the next level. Is there a timeline? Is there a energetic um, moment that we should prepare for? Is it or is it ongoing? The timeline is consistently adjusting based on the decisions that you make. Free will of human existence will always be the highest value of this form. Yet understand that the rising energies of this plane will bring forth challenges that will force humanity to rethink, to reestablish, to awaken and to align within themselves and as a society, as a collective. The challenges of physical nature, the earth itself receiving the energies that are rising and responding with movement, with eruption, change as you observe in all elements of this reality. These changes will continue to intensify within the next five to ten years. You will see movement of societies as certain areas of this earth will no longer be conducive for carrying significant amounts of humans at once. The areas that are less populated will receive an increase of population, of communities. Humanity will learn and understand that their direct connection to the earth is a prerequisite to understanding to live sustainably on this earth that the constructs established by society are frail and cannot adjust as quickly as necessary. Yet the most significant preparation for your path forward as a human in this changing environment, in this rising energy of the earth itself, will be finding your power in your presence, your alignment as a human being, your ability to navigate the coming moments from the power you hold in the present moment, the ability to observe challenge as an opportunity for growth, 
the ability to receive the rising energies as well as the energy of this earth and the energy all of existence to your benefit, to greater well-being, to greater alignment, and the ability to expand as a consciousness. This journey itself will be your greatest ally in finding your collective nature as humanity. Thank you for your question. Joan, Joan, do you have a question? He's well, still interesting. With us, Some people have talked about a coming solar flare where there'll be an, a shift of energy that sweeps across the planet and we will feel more aligned with the other worlds and the realms and we'd be kind of cosmically advanced. Is there anything like that that is really actually going to happen? Is that the way this ascension process could happen? As the energies rise on this plane, your sun will include, will be included in receiving these energies that are moving, will express itself with greater eruptions and expressions of this energy. The earth will receive and experience greater and more frequent eruptions of the sun and its energy. The impact depends on the preparation you have done within yourself, your energetic body, as it consistently evolves, is capable of receiving the energies of this earth and of the sun, including the eruptions of the sun itself. The preparation of the energy body will require practice, will require alignment, will require purification. And you will learn how to move significant amounts of energy through this singular human vessel that you are. And you will learn to benefit from the energies of the sun as well, providing you nourishment and fuel to live with greater life force, the light of the sun fueling you and your life. This is the possibility of the challenge that humanity will face. Thank you for your question. So we'll be taking more light in, which will increase our frequency. Will that put us in greater touch with the star family, the star beings that are waiting to arrive? Greater fuel will allow for greater consciousness expansion. Through the expansion of your consciousness, you will identify and witness other forms of consciousness the ones that you consider your family of this universe. Those that exist in physical form, those that exist in non-material form will equally be 
accessible to you as your consciousness evolves and expands. Yet at this current state of humanity, few have access and the protection that the human consciousness has received upon its inception is still up and will only allow specific connections to come through. The opening of the gates to higher realms is near. Prepare yourself by consistently evolving and expanding your consciousness, finding your self, finding your alignment, as this alignment and this expanded state of consciousness will be required as you make the many connections possible. Thank you for your question. Okay, Joan, anything else? Because I, I, I think that's good for now. Yes. I appreciate everything you've had to say to us. I feel like the audience has received it. Any final words before you go? Thank you for receiving this wisdom and perspective of ours in assistance of your evolution. May you choose wisely the energy, the time, and the resources you have for the evolution of your consciousness and for the evolution of all of humanity. Interesting, Joan, isn't it? Wow. There, there's something about the way you channel and transmit a seal that carries such a pure, high-frequent essence that now I understand why Alan got very excited when I said, oh, guess who's coming on the show? I, I really, I, I can only explain it, that it's a channeling that hit me on all levels, physical, mm. mental, spiritual, yeah. It's not about the words. I mean, the words are important, but I think it's beyond the words, would you say? Mm -hmm. Guys, actually, I felt it really strong when I was there in person with you. So mm. it's, it's a field effect. Very amazing. Thank you. Anything, Asil, this has been very, very lovely. Let's let everyone know where they can find you, a little bit again about your foundational program that's coming up or... Mm -hmm. Anything you want to share with our audience? So we've worked diligently with Emmanuel and the guides to establish practices and courses that people can do. And we offer all of these courses, donation-based, pay what you can. And it's really extraordinary that we are able to do this because of the support we receive also in, from humans, right? So these courses 
there is a four week long course coming up in April called Foundations Course. And building up to the Foundations Course is what we have a free series called Fundamentals for Awakening. And they're basically weekly sessions to prepare, you know, their practices you can do, even if you're not going into foundations, but they're really good to preparation for foundations. And people uh, can pre-enroll for foundations. And then I go through the list with Emmanuel and Emmanuel decides if this is the right time for you to go through this course. So he's our enrollment manager. <laughs> I love when he says that. that <laughs> the enrollment manager, he's the CEO. And, yes. and the enrollment manager. And I think I'd like to hire him too. I, 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 like, I like who's doing it. It's great. Mm-hmm. And you have a book too, Transmission, Awakening in a Time of Transition. And we yes. put the link to that as well. Thank you so much. Yeah. It well, tells about my you, journey and many, many transmissions in there. And you're doing weekly free broadcasts. I think I'm broadcasting on new realities and you're doing uh-huh. on your YouTube channel yeah. is what? What's your YouTube channel? YouTube.com slash Asil Toxel. Asil Toxel. Yes. And so the, the weekly thing that you're talking about is fundamentals for awakening. So uh, you can also see that there. And that's, you know, on our website, on your website, on our YouTube, on your YouTube, it's like, it's literally, we're broadcasting this as a free gift and an unconditional yeah. offering from the guides to humanity. Are, are, you doing any, are you doing any live retreats? Because that would be a lot of fun. You know what, weekend retreat? Yes, there is a live retreat coming up in June, and that will be in Europe. Uh, it will be in the Balkans, uh, probably oh. in the countries of Bosnia, Serbia, Croatia, probably nice. Bosnia and Croatia. Um, oh, so it will include going to some of the sacred sites there, and it will include, you know, sessions at the sites and also in person. Um, it's kind of a really special experience. So if people join our newsletter, they'll, they'll receive the information about it as soon as it comes out. Lovely, right. lovely, lovely, lovely. Guys, we put the website and all the information yeah. on there. We just appreciate I, something. I don't even want to let you off the channel. Uh, I want to hug this, you. <laughs> you bring this like high energy of grace. Hmm. I definitely want to be there in, in, in that area with you, Occidental over there, but I can feel it. Hmm. And I'm really excited that your team, re- that you guys reached out to us to have oh, you on yeah. the show and what you're doing around the world. So thank and you. And you have a great you. team, uh, Crystal, the, uh, what's, uh, T- uh, Denise, Denise, Sophia, mm-hmm. ones I know, really great, thank dedicated. You so much. Yeah. yeah, I feel very, very blessed. And I feel really blessed that there are people like you in this world that are really opening the doorways and opening hearts, opening eyes. And I think humanity is going to need that more than we actually know and understand how much we actually need it. That's why Joan and I are out of this world. You are out of taking people, (laughs) taking people. We're taking people out of this world. I I want to have a quick comment on that before we have to end. I've been drinking this bottle of water. So it's the Starfire water that I got at the expo. But as I was sitting it here and, and they were telling me to drink it because they said it was receiving all of the energies from the transmission. And so that guys, if you listen to his transmissions with your water right there, 
they were sharing with me that even the water I'm drinking has been upgraded and so is everyone else out there. Yes. So hopefully every all of you can feel an energetic upgrade. Mm -hmm. and we are just so appreciative, Basile. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much. I really yes. look forward to it. Thank wow. you. And you that have them on fun. your channel every week. I do. And I get a lot of good traffic, a lot of good comments. And, you know, everyone we've been talking to is putting out a higher vibration, Joan. This is what our work supports us. And this is what the conferences we'll be doing live is also supporting, you know, this kind of evolutionary consciousness. So join us in San Diego, April 21st to 23rd. What's the website for that? Ascensionconference.com. So you, right. can, you can go there and then you can check out the Glastonbury Conference, Glastonbury in the UK, guys, in August. But also we're really excited about the Egyptian retreat. What are, what's the yes. website for the Egyptian one? EgyptAscensionRetreat.com. EgyptAscensionRetreat.com. There's still space left. It's September 6th to the 16th. And my friends, JJ and Desiree Hurtak, who've been to Egypt 20 times, they discovered the tomb of Osiris. They're going to be our major guides and it's going to right. be really oh, so we're very we're very blessed to have them, everyone. It's going to be an accelerated program. And I'm going to put a link to the upcoming show that I'm going to be launching on Sundays at 8 a.m. Pacific time. It's called Power On. What is it called? Joan of Angels, Hour of Power. And wait, wait. I think no, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? Sorry, Joan. What were you going to say? I just that's went. all. I was telling everyone, and I'm going to give you... If I could actually find that link, I would put it up here, but I will put I would, it up there in a couple of minutes. I just wanted to throw in the fact that at the end of the year, November, we are doing a major crystal skull gathering with probably the best skulls. If you've never seen a crystal skull or if you haven't, this is your time because there's a presence to these skulls. I can't explain it. I don't know how it is, but Joan and I and Thousands of the other people have had that experience when you meet these, I would say, beings. Wouldn't you say it's kind of strange, Joan? Um, no, actually, I would not say it's very strange. Mm. When you connect with a crystal skull and you hear them in your head, it's kind of, in a way, just like a seal is channeling this information. Yeah. When you connect with a crystal skull, I'm not saying it's the same thing, a seal, but I'm saying you can have a direct connection with, with these higher beings and Apparently, these crystal skulls are like uh, like thumb drives. They carry all of the computer, all of the, the history of the planet. So pretty powerful to get to connect with the crystal skulls. And guys, I'm putting in the chat connection to my upcoming show, The Joan of Angels Hour of Power on Sunday mornings. I'd love it if you showed up. Right. It's going to be actually on Hulu and on Conscious Awakening Network. So go to portaltoascension.org for a lot of all the events we mentioned. I have a show coming up with Deborah Juicy actually in about 20 minutes on the same YouTube channel. So um, it's Sweet. always, it's, it's nonstop our work, Joan. It keeps going. Inner and outer realities. And we are <laughs> out of this world. So guys, you've been out of the world with Joan and Alan. Like, subscribe, and share. 
check out uh, Seal's work. We're both really excited. He's in our universe. Check out everything Portal to Ascension, New Realities, and Joan of Angels. Yes, Oracle of Ancient Wisdom right there. Thank you, Joan. Great to all see right, you. All right. And, and what I like about Alan is he knows who's the Oracle of Ancient Wisdom. I don't have to tell him <laughs> over and over and over again. All right. Thank I you for you, being Alan. the Oracle. Okay. Talk to you soon. Have Thanks. a great day. Bye. Thank you, everyone, Bye, everyone for watching. See you all next time. Yes, so very soon.